The Down in a Heap podcast from Rob C. is one of the only podcasts that I can stand to listen to. I'm Froth from the Thought Eater podcast, and I approve this message. In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope, bring your pole all over. And try not to go down in a heap. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host, Rob. Podcasting to you live from beautiful northeast Minneapolis. There at the top of the show, heard from Froth, thought of your podcast, thought of your blog, check it out. And the stylings of Daniel Norton from Bandit's Keep, the old Bandit Lord, Bandit's Keep podcast, YouTube, Media Empire. Thanks a lot, Daniel. I appreciate it. We're rolling around again to Saturday. So it's like Saturday OSR Colin Bonanza. And first up, batting leadoff, Jason Connerly. Connerly. Welcome to the penthouse, Bendar. Hey, Rob, Jason here. Enjoyed your call in Sunday. And sorry if I've kind of put a damper on some things and r- ruffled some feathers. That, you know, unfortunately, that's what I tend to do. I get somewhere, get comfortable, I ruffle feathers, get run out of town. The lynch mob comes after me with pitchforks and torches, and I have to move on. Kind of like, you know, the Incredible Hulk or kung fu or werewolf if you remember that show when fox just started so that's that's kind of the story of my life um hopefully i don't get run out of this community too soon but as far as the osr stuff yeah i i kind of wish everybody would just accept the compatibility with the tsr games and be done with it because that makes the most sense to me but i I definitely don't want to you know, hurt feelings or anything else. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that. So what I'm going to do is I love that we did OSR October. I think OSR October is gone well, except for my contributions and, and my rough, my shaking the cage. But I, I think people brought out a ton of positive things. I think we've highlighted a number of positive creators. Kevin over at Red Caps got a bunch of great interviews out. And, and I think the overall spin of this is a plus in the end. And my plan going forward, either weekly, maybe bi-weekly, maybe I'll alternate System Sunday and a old school day where I you know, still talk about old games and, and new supplements and new materials for old games. So I'm going to keep doing this as a regular thing on my show you know, going forward, um, either weekly or bi-weekly. I don't know yet. Maybe bi-weekly. But thank you for organizing OSR October, getting it all off the ground. Hopefully next year we'll get to do this again and, and I'll be a little more um, coherent. Well, I don't know. Everybody's been coherent except me probably. So, well, there's a long windy thing, so don't feel you have to play it. But, you know, I, I think overall the, the this was a good idea. I think it has turned out well. And I think a lot of good has come out of this month and you know you can be you it's your fault <laughs> you know this was you know the first place i heard of this idea doing this in october was you and you, you deserve the credit so i i, I want to make sure you know that i do appreciate it and 
I'm I'm glad that we did it, and I I think in the end this was a good experience. So that's about it. I'll let you go. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, Jason, I can I can join you there on that uh, lonely road as we walk away into the sunlight or sunset. Uh, Karloff and Lagosi, outcasts. <laughs> We've got the what's the classic like kid hobo look with the the baseball bat over your shoulder with a some kind of handkerchief and a can of pork and beans wrapped up in it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you're not an outcast. We're not, we're not going to run you out of town and hopefully people won't run me out of town either. Um, I, I agree. I think this whole month has turned out great. I'm very happy with, um, uh, I mean, yeah, you point out some of the things that, that, that like, uh, Kevin over the red caps had all these really cool interviews with, um, some of the, the, prime movers in the scene at the beginning some of the early game designers all the way up to some of the people that are putting out new things which are either harkening back to the original retro clones like gavin norman with OSE or um, new producers of product that uh, are seen to be kind of osr or whatever so uh, yeah i mean and this whole, the, what Jason's referring to is, so he did a show, um, I can't remember the number, was it 417, something like that, uh, asking if we were shooting ourselves in the foot during OSR October by, um, by having these kind of conversations and potentially being seen as kind of squabbling to people outside looking in, and if that's a turn off if we're doing more harm than good by talking about these things. And yeah, it, I mean, Jason and I have had a conversation about this and stuff. So, um, I guess I'll elaborate on my feelings about it a little bit here. I don't, I see things like that happen in every group of enthusiasts, every fandom has these conversations because they are enthusiastic and fanatical about their various interests. Uh, so I don't think it's anything peculiar to this group of people. You see baseball fans uh, talking about the same kinds of things and arguing about strategy and second-guessing managers and all that. The same thing happens with football or hockey or uh, movie enthusiasts, uh, Star Trek fans, Star Wars fans. Um, it wouldn't shock me if people in knitting circles have arguments about technique or, <laughs> or something. I don't know. But it's just something that people do when we're passionate about something we talk about it. And for someone that's outside looking in, if that conversation turns people off, uh, I don't, I can't control how other people perceive me or how they perceive this, this group of enthusiasts. And, you know, if they're going to be turned off, they're going to be turned off. Uh, and they have their own interests and 
likes and stuff. I, I guess I don't see this as anything where we should be necessarily proselytizing and trying to convert people to this. Uh, it's something that I feel like, hey, join in if it's something that you're enthusiastic about. If it's not your cup of tea, hey, that's cool. There's lots of different varieties of tea, <laughs> lots of different varieties of beverages. If you're a coffee person, talk about coffee, you know? So uh, that's, I guess, the bottom line for me is it doesn't have to appeal to everyone. And it shouldn't appeal to everyone because, you know... <sighs> It just, uh, yeah, you're, you're not going to design a game that appeals to everyone. Now, I will say this. I, I do agree that when you're just having some jackass conversations and all you're doing is putting other people down to build yourself up or just being, uh, just being a jackass. And there are jackasses, as we've talked about in this group, of this community of enthusiasts and fans and there's jackasses in every group of <laughs> uh, people so it's you know and again I can't control that either and there's no czar of the OSR that's gonna boot someone out revoke their membership card because there is no membership card so yeah I are we shooting ourselves in the foot I don't think so. I think we're just having a conversation about our uh, the things we like and are interested in. Um, I think as long as you're able to find other people to enjoy a game with, the community's big enough for you. Uh, now, if you're in the business of trying to sell stuff, yeah, then I think um, you're interested in, like, spreading your, um, spreading the ideas and, and interest to other people because you want to sell more product, right? So I kind of see that. And I, I do see, I don't know who first brought it up, but this idea that the OSR now has become a little bit more about the commercialization of it, about trying to sell product, move books, <coughs> excuse me and um and that maybe more than anything has led to this kind of watering down of the term uh, i was joking with jason that the osr is so cool that everybody wants to be part of it <laughs> and i was only half joking but it does seem like uh that everyone well not everyone that i mean i obviously don't mean everyone but it seems like um, there are many people, many creators that want their stuff to be considered OSR and they want to increase the tent and there's motives that are, you know, just like, yeah, we want to have, you know, have fun with everyone and that's cool. And there are motives of we want to be able to sell products to everyone uh, which, yeah, again, whatever. So what am I saying here? I think it's always a good thing to have conversations with people. And it's good to reach out 
outside your groups to understand where other people are coming from and maybe even get ideas from other groups and stuff. But, you know, at some point, if there's a bunch of people talking about chess and they're enjoying their conversation about chess and you kind of butt in and you want to all of a sudden start talking about risk, well, risk is a board game too. We, you know, we have the interest of board games. But all the people that were talking chess were just like, uh, yeah, Risk is a board game, but it's not chess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess let the people talk about chess. Um, and you can find other people to talk about Risk with. <laughs> so, I, I don't know what I'm really saying other than that. <laughs> it's, I think it's fine to have specific tastes and interests and uh, enjoy conversations with other people that have those same interests. Uh, And I'll stop blabbing now, and we'll move on to another call from Aaron the NPC. Hey, Rob. Aaron NPC here. I thought maybe I could redeem myself and uh, send in an actual publishable message. I just want to say I love that you are playing ROB. Uh, Unfortunately, my name doesn't sound as slick when I try to spell it out. But uh, yeah, that idea of not saying OSR and stuff, it it is probably getting old. And uh, I just usually tell people I play old school D&D, work with some guys who play 5E and the stuff they talk about. I just just can't relate to some of the, all those feats and max min maxing and all that stuff and uh i tell them you know i want to play dungeons and dragons the old-fashioned way and then old-fashioned makes me sound older than my 42 years so meh hey aaron thanks for the call i appreciate it and uh, 42 still sounds pretty young to this 54 year old i envy you your relative youth i am about ready to just say i just play rob games now (laughs) because then I'm the only person that gets to decide what an ROB game is, (laughs) what ROB means to, to, to Rob C. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, again, I'll, I'll maybe talk or try to have some kind of coherent conversation on Monday, a summing up of OSR October or whatever, but I guess just because OSR is meaningless to some doesn't mean it's meaningless to all. And maybe I'll just say I play... Hi Rob, just saying enjoying the OSR episodes. I remember in the G Plus days, I once did about half a month of Inktober, where you had to draw a different uh, thing every day. And um, I vowed never, ever to do <laughs> a monthly commitment like that ever again. So people who manage to see these things through, I, I do admire. Um, so um, if you're feeling a bit worn out, I'm not surprised. Um, it's a lot of work, uh, especially, you know, with the day job and whatnot. So, um, you know, congr- you know, even if you didn't do another show for the rest of the month, I think you've done more than your, your share. So uh, anyway, well done. And... Um, so you can get over that finish line. You'll definitely feel a sense of accomplishment, no doubt. 
but uh, no pressure to do so, clearly. <laughs> Cheers for the bite. Hey, thanks, Goblin's Henchman. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it has... I mean, I feel good that I've done this thing that I kind of set out to do. I, I really shouldn't have done it because me and obligations don't mix so well. If, <laughs> if I, I start resenting things once I'm obligated to do it, and there's no denying that uh, picking up the phone and recording these things the last week is maybe even two weeks has been a bit of a struggle for me. Not that I don't like, I like talking to people. I like talking about these games with people and hearing your other people's feedback and stuff too. It's all, I enjoy these conversations, but there's something about like, oh, I know I have to do it today. Even if I feel like doing something else or just aren't feeling it that day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I totally get that. And I doubt if I'll ever do anything like this again. If there's ever another OSR October, it will, it won't be every day. <laughs> it won't be every day. And of course I even failed at that because I didn't do it every day. I skipped a few days. So yeah. Anyway, thanks for the call. Yo, Rob, so I've been enjoying all of your OSR October episodes, especially your Monster Monday episodes, but this past Monster Monday episode was off the goddamn charts, man. <laughs> that was such, such an awesome episode, every part of it. Listening to you talk about young Rob going to run a game and statting out this monster, listening to the Thundar episodes, hearing you stat it out, man, that was just so much fun creature sounded like a weird mix of like a beholder with a spider and then maybe throw a boule in there just for the burrowing shit but just a crazy like more of like an edder cap than an actual spider like the crazy spider humanoid monster things that are made of nightmare uh, but anyway, dude, that was <laughs> that was really, really good. I loved it. Thank you so much for that, and I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Hey, Rob, great monster episode on the Stalker from the Stars or the Webmaker from Thundar. So this is statted out, actually. I'm going to talk about Thundar on Saturday, but this has been statted out for Labyrinth Lord slash Mutant Futures. Um, and, and a lot of the things are the same. The, so it does get a bur burrowing thing where they give it 90 feet, um, armor class four. They give it 11 hit dice. They give it six attacks, four claws, a tail, and a bite. D8 for the claws, D6 for the tail, D8 for the bite. Um, it saves as a level nine creature. They give it a 10 morale. Um, so it, it, in the description for Labyrinth Lord, it can't use the webs in combat. It only used Cocoon Prey. It prefers not to kill. It prefers to cat capture creatures. Once it captures 50 creatures and secures them for transport or leave. But that's its plan, is to get 50 creatures and take it back to its home world. They recommend using it as a investi like a long like a longer term threat. You know, people disappearing and you're investigating that. And if the PCs fail, then entire communities might disappear, like their whole village might disappear. Um, they mention the control machine ability. What they do is they say once per week, then control machine for 1d10 rounds. 
controls only through line of sight and it only uses last resort when it's in danger of being captured, defeated. Um, and then for the eye beams, it's a D6 damage and it blinds the character for D4 rounds. So there are a lot of similarities there. Um, I, I think you actually put a little more thought into, not thought into it, that's not fair, but because I'll talk about the supplement. But I, I think yours is a little more... Um, not handcrafted, but maybe a little more detailed in all the little specific things. And this is a unique monster. You're only going to ever encounter one of them, hopefully. <laughs> you know, hopefully its buddies don't come to help it collect prey. So, provided it's only ever going to be one of them, you know, all the, those little unique things are important. But this is a great monster, and even though it's a sci-fi monster, you know, it would fit great right in a and d campaign. It definitely doesn't have to be in a post-apocalyptic Thundar world. You could drop it right into your regular Greyhawk, you know. You could drop it right into your regular world and have it there. So, very, very cool. Great episode. And thank you for the OSR October. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed that episode. That's That was the funnest episode that I've done so far for me in OSR October. The Stalker from the Stars. And Joe, yeah, the editor cap might be a good building block or something to use that's a good comp just kind of modify and build on an editor cap or something and give it a burrowing speed and the the uh couple extra arms and um uh the old uh laser beam eyeball kind of stuff <laughs> and it's cool to hear that it was statted out for mutant future jason did drop that episode on saturday where he's talking about the various kind of sci-fi uh, properties that Goblinoid Games put out. Apes Victorious, Mutant Futures, Spacemen, and something or other. Hmm, I can't remember. I haven't listened to that episode yet. I'm, I'm behind in my listening uh, for OSR October. Uh, what else? The I do like that kind of approach for using that creature in a game having it as kind of a background kind of thing and the 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 cause of people disappearing and yeah if the if the characters do notice that people are are disappearing or hear rumors of it and don't do anything about it or don't try and follow up on the mystery then yeah the the next time they come back to this village it's just a ghost town and they don't really know why but then maybe they could try and figure it out and find uh maybe the the place where the ship landed or something and and then maybe it moves on to someone else some other town in the or village in the region or something and yeah i i totally agree that you could use that kind of creature in any kind of setting uh if it came from outer space or it could come from a different plane maybe it just kind of shifts in from a different plane or through some rift or tear in the fabric between the planes um, but I do think it's a really cool monster from, uh, from the Thundar cartoon series. Hey Rob, really enjoyed your Tuesday episode when the Mitterzines and the slightly less shit items. Although to be honest, especially like you, you know, those weren't really that shit when you think about it. Armor that keeps you from being turned to stone. Now you can have a niche market in taking care of basilisks and medusas, right? And gorgons, I guess. Um, 
and then w when you think about the, you, you know, I like onions, so the idea of smell, smell, drinking something that smells like onions that lets me cast magic missiles for a turn, that's pretty amazing. You, you ever notice they don't put enough onions on your sandwich when you go to like Subway and you ask for extra onions, and and they're they're like scared to put onions on there, extra anything else, and they heap it on, but onions they don't. Maybe I'm just weird that I like onions. I blame it on Ernest Hemingway, for whom the bell tolls. That, that's where my, my desire to have onions on my sandwich comes from. Anyway, I'll talk to you later. Keep up the great work. Yeah, many of those powers are not shit at all. I mean, some of them are actually more like drawbacks or something rather than, than cool powers. But having armor that would uh, prevent petrification. Yeah, I mean, corner of the market. How about... Uh, being the guy that uh, goes out and takes out cockatrices all the time, and then you can open up your own uh, chicken stand, be the colonel, and uh, serve up some cockatrice nuggets, a la Rich from Cockatrice Nuggets podcast. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, onions on sandwiches. Uh, I love onions. Uh, they don't love me anymore, so I have to kind of eat them in moderation along with tomatoes and stuff. They, it's heartburn city if I overindulge on, on those things. But uh, uh, alas, getting old. And I kind of I remember having a summer where I read a lot of Hemingway and Fitzgerald. And for some reason, I started drinking more then. Hmm. Hemingway! Hey Rob, Jason here. I hear that you're a little worn down from all these OSR October episodes, but I hope you kept a little bit of energy reserve for Noir November. Talk to you soon. Oh, Jason knows my kryptonite. <laughs> if I, there's one thing I love as much as Thundar and old monster movies and old school games, it's... Um, film noir so yeah you'd probably suck me into it you bastard if you started something like noir november ah yo rob just listening to your latest episode and yeah i'm with you man i like campaign play way better than i like one shots but some stuff i wanted to touch on you talked about how you know you're talking about in older games you know you need 50,000 po experience points before you can cast raise dead and that's that's same with pathfinder it's a fifth level cleric spell which means you need to be at least seventh level to cast it which means you need at least 50,000 experience points so yeah their pathfinder still has a bunch of saver die saver suck it's hard to bring people back uh so that stuff's still around in these quote newer games not all of them obviously but you know in the game i play pathfinder um it's still there so you know you you might it's probably too crunchy for you but it's still super perilous anyway man maybe you know we can get in a game or something i show you the ropes take it easy dude peace out oh yeah i'd probably have fun playing pathfinder with you joe i mean it's so much based upon who you're playing with and um, and the adventures that you're having and, and stuff uh, as much as the actual rules. I'd probably, yeah, like you say, probably find it a little too crunchy for my tastes, but it's not shocking at all to me that 
Pathfinder has all the stuff in it. It's, I mean, it is basically just a, a branch of D&D um, along the, I don't know, along the, the evolutionary charts or whatever that you could you could map out some kind of family tree or whatever. Pathfinder is definitely a branch off the tree. and uh, But I'm happy to hear that it still has a lot of those elements to it because I found a lot of those elements kind of weeded out or or uh, pruned out I suppose would be for the for the family tree metaphor in uh, the the latest edition when I played it so yeah it's cool that uh, that those things are are still part of that game hey Rob Jason here interesting points on you know why you enjoy the style of play you do and I totally agree with the idea that, you know, there's lower level monsters, your goblins and giant rats and bandits and all should still be thrown at parties for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, as far as this wearing you out for October, that's a shame. October is definitely one of my favorite months. I do enjoy Halloween. I do dislike seeing Christmas decorations in stores here in October. I, I kind of wish they would wait. But, you know, it's a very commercial thing. That was a nice thing, you, you know, with the with the Russian Orthodox Church, with the Eastern Orthodox Church, they're still on the old calendar. So Nativity, or, you know, Christmas, the birth of Christ, is the 7th of January on our calendar that we, you know, your civil calendar. So that was nice because Christmas was totally separated from the birth of Christ, so it's not at all connected, the commercial part, with the religious part. And that was a really nice separation there, um, just because how commercialized everything has become. Uh, and yeah, I could live without the December 25th American, or now, you know, we fostered on the world, right? But the way, the commercialization of Christmas, the Santa Claus version of Christmas. But anyway, I in I in, have enjoyed OSR October. I've enjoyed your entries. I appreciate you doing it. And like I say, I'm glad that we're going to be able to do Noir November here coming up. Um, and yeah, I hope you don't not do OSR October. Think you made a mistake in doing this. And, and you know, next year you could always do a show once a week, right? You you don't have to do every day. <laughs> but I I think you really did a great job doing it every day. So. I will talk to you soon, and, you know, who, who do we have coming up next? Is it the Wolfman? Looking forward to our next monster um, talk, so take care, and, yeah, keep, keep your chin up, and, you, you know, I do appreciate folks like you out there, you know, in, in the supermarkets that, that help knuckleheads like me, because I'm pretty clueless when it comes, especially, like, cheeses and all that, so... You, you know, your, your, your work is appreciated. Take care. Yeah, it is the Wolfman that's howling, waiting in the wings to, to, uh, for us to take a look at and stuff. And I'm looking forward to that too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any regrets for doing OSR October. And again, I'll talk about it when I do the summing up and what, if I'll do it again and all that business, I don't know. Um, holidays, ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to the 
manager of the gift and floral department. Um, and it sounds like they're going to start setting all the Christmas stuff in our store on the 3rd and 4th of November. So, yeah, Thanksgiving has become kind of a flyover holiday between Halloween and Christmas because it's not nearly as marketable. <laughs> There's only so much like turkey and horn of plenty cornucopia and fall leaves and stuff that you can that you can merchandise, I suppose. And uh which isn't to say that Thanksgiving isn't a huge insane holiday too for people because to get all uh angsty about whether or not their turkey is gonna be cooked right and what they should bring to uh, pass around the table and all that, but at least there's no gift giving attached to it yet. <laughs> well, that I'm aware of. Um, it's yeah, Mary and I, back when we first started uh, going out and stuff, I, for a few years there, we kind of just said F Valentine's Day because who wants to go out f for dinner and in February <laughs> in Minnesota. February is like maybe the worst month in Minnesota. There's, it's dark all the freaking time. Um, you're, you're just sick of the cold weather that you had in January and it's just more of the same in February with another month or month and a half to go. Um, so we just started kind of celebrating Valentine's Day in July or was it June? No, it was June, because June was like the best weather, um, and you, you didn't get gouged for roses and and chocolates and all that. They didn't like just jack up the price on you, jack up the price of the menu at restaurants and stuff. Um, so yeah, the the whole holiday scene is just something I'm so tired of, and I know it mainly has to do with the fact that for a long, long time now, I've been in a job that's driven so much by holidays so they've they've all just become extra work for me without any extra benefits it's just it's just here's a hell of a lot more work to do and a lot more uh, customers coming in asking questions and but one thing i mean i understand like not knowing where some obscure thing is in the store and stuff but for the love of God, customers, can you at least just try? I mean, can you look up at the sign? And if you're if you can't find coffee, well, there's probably a big frickin' sign over every aisle saying what's down there with the major categories. Vegetables or coffee and tea. I mean, and have you ever been in a store where you didn't have to walk to the back to get milk? That's where they always are. It's always in the back of the store, and usually meat departments are in the back of the store and stuff too, at least here in Minnesota. Um, so it just seems like grocery stores are often laid out very, very much the same from <laughs> from chain to chain. Uh, it shouldn't be some kind of new planet you land, land on when you walk into a grocery store, but for some people, it sure seems like it is. Um, anyway... Enough of that rant and garbage. and uh, But uh, I know part of the reason I'm worn down right now is I'm just feeling a little under the weather. And uh, <clears throat> um, In fact, I think I'm going to take a COVID test again this morning. I took one a couple days ago because I thought, you know, I'm sitting here coughing and uh, feeling kind of congested and stuff, but it came back negative. So um, 
but I think I might again today because um, it sure seems like the symptoms aren't going away. And maybe I've got just a cold or maybe it's allergies. I don't know. But uh, it seems like I, I can't remember the last time I really had a cold or the f like a flu bug or something. Um, I used to get those fairly often and lately I just haven't. And maybe it's because I wear a mask all the time. I don't know. At work and all that. So anyway... That's it for um, this edition of the Colin OSR October Bonanza. Um, I, <laughs> I started it on Saturday and finishing it here Sunday morning. And I'm planning on a double shot Sunday here. Fired off this barrel. Now I gotta load the second barrel for Supplement Sunday. So uh, things go according to plan. I'll release that later this afternoon. I know it's not uh, it's not advisable for podcasters to drop multiple episodes the same day because you might have people skip over one, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a crap podcaster as we all know. So thanks for listening. Thanks to all the calls I got today, all, everyone that called in, and uh, until I talk to you again, don't go down in a heap.